That lightsaber was Luke's and his father's before him. And now it calls to you. The belonging you seek is not behind you. It is ahead. Hi, welcome to Space Bras. Welcome back. It's a shiny brand new year for this podcast, sci-fi podcast for bad bitch feminists. I'm Mary, and with me um, is the feminist hero that we want and we deserve, Kate Whitney. (laughs) How are you, girl? Hey, girl. Hey, I'm doing excellently. How are you? I am fine. Kate, what did you do over this holiday break that we so, so richly deserved and I hope richly enjoyed? Um, well, I had kind of a bougie time uh, in which <laughs> in which I, I went on a transatlantic cruise on the same route as the Titanic from uh, <laughs> from London to New York. I wish I could but, remember the Titanic, not the Titanic theme song sung by Celine Dion, because that is like impressed in my memory <laughs> um, with a branding iron. But the one that's like the, the instrumental, the like, ha, ah, 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 enough to like be singing it as you as you talk about this, because that's not classy enough for the classy ass time you had. Oh, man, it was a real classy ass time. And the best part was that um, <clears throat> I went to the LGBT meetup. What up? On the first day, met the one other lesbian who was at the meetup, who was uh, within <laughs> 10 years of age of me. One assumes and- the only other lesbian on the boat. I mean, there might be others, but not anyone who came to hang out and yeah. uh, ended up like finding a pack of like older gay men to hang out with every night and spent my birthday uh, <laughs> dancing to ACDC and Led Zeppelin with older gay gentlemen while drinking penicillins. And honestly, it was fabulous. Um, when you were, let's say, 13 or 14, isn't that what you thought being an adult would be like all the time? <laughs> I think if I had had uh, a, a vivid enough imagination to uh, to imagine that I were not a straight woman, pretty much exactly that would be right? what I would have imagined. Even yeah, as 100%. a straight woman, I feel like that's how I was like, I was like, it's going to be every night, just like people of every, from every walk of life provided its yeah. alternative and me. And that's uh-huh. all it's going to be. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, life, adult life is just not as great as that generally generally but it was really fun to borrow that life uh from from other people to have a little taste of it and i thought of you because honestly you would have gone with me to the club on the ship every night oh, because yeah, obviously it was it was basically the like Mad planet <laughs> <laughs> oh mad planet i love mad planet um, um probably yeah. going there this friday probably Ooh. what yeah. did you do i had just the most relaxing media filled time i basically like hung my podcast hat on a hook and <laughs> like hunk put on a pair of pjs and hunkered down uh i visited my folks which was really lovely um but i just like read voraciously and watched a bunch of stuff that i really enjoyed which none of it was really sci-fi Um, So I will not be able to talk about it on this podcast, (laughs) but I'm using this opportunity now to talk about it Mm -hmm. Uh, because I got some I got some wrecks. Some of the first one, which is a a total no duh, uh, because the world is recommending this 
but I feel like it's going to get snubbed by the Oscars, which is Little Women. Go see Little Women if you really want to see it. I really, really want to. Do yourself a favor and take a man with you, because I feel like (laughs) I feel like even though we've progressed and even though our male friends, for the most part, are delightful people, delightful people. I feel like the title Little Women makes it seem like it is not for them. And let me tell you, Little Women is for absolutely everybody. It's for absolutely everybody. It's the best movie of 2019, in my that. opinion. I love that. I'll, I'll so bully Dave into going with me. Take um, a take a man with you, and it's so beautiful. Like the whole film. I'm not saying anything that any no one no one needs me to sell this because I I understand, but I I feel compelled. <laughs> I appreciate it to tell you that it's like a Dutch master's painting. It's like like pale faces looming out of darkness and it's just so beautiful it's such a beautiful film i love it so much i cried no less than four times over the course of it well i will have to watch it even though i'm i'm that's part of why i've been hesitant is i know that i'll cry and i'm like i don't really know if i want to cry right now it's good it's good crying it's not like it's very safe it's very safe crying um the only thing i will say is of course little women is a very white story yes um because it is of the past and it was written by white people for white people and (laughs) yeah 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 there is of the past (laughs) of the past and it's there's a there is like a small moment where like Greta Gerwig is like this is a super white story we need to do we need to like say something about it and they acknowledge it and it's it is both I think the right thing to do but also like kind of an awk thing to do totally Um, uh, basically and it's with Laura Dern and then um, a black woman she's working with and basically uh, Laura Dern's like yep Civil War is kind of tough White people, like, I've never been more ashamed of white people. And the black woman's like, you should still be ashamed of white people. And she's like, oh, I am. And that's it. (laughs) But it it feels it feels right. But also at the same time, I'm like, and then there are no other black people in this at all. Yeah. Cool. Um, And then we immediately go back to the concerns of white people. We're we're not actually adding a storyline here. We're just nodding to the fact that this is gross. Which, you know, fair. I'm glad she did it. But yeah. it is it is a moment that I have been like kind of toying in my mind. Anyway, yeah. Little Women is great. My last thing to recommend is uh, a book I received from my mother for Christmas called Eloquent Rage uh, by Brittany Cooper. Ooh. It's very good. I have read Cooper's work. I wasn't like really aware of it, but she like she she is a academic and a writer and she's been published like everywhere. You know, I so I'm, I'm pretty sure I've read some stuff from her from The New York Times. Um, and she's like a Dope. really great voice. This is not what I would call an easy feel good read, especially <laughs> if you're a white lady. <laughs> um, sure, sure, sure. It is uh, the the tag or the um, superscript of this is uh, a black feminist discovering her superpowers. And it's absolutely that it is. That sounds powerful. It's awesome, and like the, it's so uh, d- like doesn't waver from making the story about black women. Like that is what this story is about: black women and black girls. Like that is yeah. her central like through line, and that's great. Of course, white ladies do messed up stuff all the time in that space, and she takes it on. Yeah. And audacity it's, of white women. Yeah, yeah, and it can it can be hard to it can be hard to read. She's not wrong. Um, I don't, of course. It's one of those things where I'm like, I don't agree with you about all of this, but at the same, like, not necessarily the white feminist stuff. I think she pretty much nails that. But there are other sure. things that I'm like, I'm not totally sure I agree with you, but at the same time, you like definitely know better than I do. Yeah, and you also deserve to be heard out. 
you know? Oh, of like, course. Uh, like you deserve your perspective to be read by of me. Of, um, of course. Yeah. Of yeah. course. And she like, take. I mean, some of the stuff is, is pretty uh, provocative, I would say, but in like the best possible way. Um, so it's good, strong medicine. Um, and I wanted to read like a little, a little piece of it. Um, which is real radicalism implores us to take on the whole ugly truth, even when it's inconvenient, to own the hurt and the pain, to own our shit too, to think about it systematically and collectively, but never diminish the import of the trauma. And I think that's just awesome. That's like in a nutshell how I feel about it. So I would recommend buying it. Don't, don't, uh, or get it from the library, but you probably will want to have it on hand. So... We'll, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, and that way you can For support her sure. and you can support us. Totally. That would be amazing. Yeah. Intersection. All Perfect. right. So. Shall we uh, dive in to talk about The Force Awakens? Yes. I'm very excited. After I just like basically bathed myself in old timey and current timey media, I'm ready for some future facing <laughs> media. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Let's dig in. Well, guys, we're here to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens, first episode in the new trilogy that is concluding and has concluded already. (laughs) Uh, Full disclosure, we are recording this before having seen... We're in the black uh, box. ...The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. You're you're traveling back in time to December right now. This will be uh, really fun to listen to after we've seen it and be like, huh, we were wrong about that. (laughs) Yeah, so that's why this episode we are when uh, our discussion is going to be limited to the Force Awakens. We will not be talking about character development and arcs that happen after the Force Awakens as much uh, as possible, as much as humanly yeah. possible, as much as humanly possible, because you know they're different things. They had two different filmmakers, guys. Did you know that? Did you know that the Last Jedi was not made by J.J. Abrams? wild shit was not he wasn't supposed to make the last one either but then they were like jj <laughs> jj we need you which is wild because ryan johnson did a great job just so we're all clear at least uh, a better job than jj abrams did i mean spoiler alert is- i'm a big old crabby crab about this movie <laughs> spoiler alert i fucking love the last jedi oh um, no, no, no no i'm a big old f- crab about force awakens oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. My expectations, the bar that I set that this movie needed to clear for me to be pleased was quite low. The bar was (laughs) that this movie had to remember what made the original trilogy work, which was that the movies were fun, full of people with good chemistry, having a good time. Yes. And and it it kind of did that. It did that almost too well in that it was like, you know what? We're just going to make. The first, the new hope again. <laughs> it's it is kind of a kind of a remake. In fact, we got a little list here of uh, of of just just a, a a brush up of some of the things that are the same. Uh, and you know, maybe we can also mention what's different. So first off, there's a droid with a secret file. Oh, but Kate, point of order. J.J. Abrams, uh-huh. in his intense wisdom and creativity, was like, "What if the file's not?" A video message. What if the file's a map? (laughs) Genius. Whoa. (laughs) 
didn't see it coming. We also have an unknown person plucked from obscurity because they're quite talented at the force. But Mary, Mary, spoiler alert. It's a lady. Wah, wah. I actually Ladies. don't have. A, I actually don't have a problem. That one, I'm like. That one, I'm like new dear. You gotta like, like the, oh. the 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 general idea. I'm like. I mean, if you don't no, want no, someone no. to be talented in the forest, I mean, is it just gonna be like Harry Potter, where there's like nobody talented in it except for Hermione? What douche? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just no, love I, talking I, I about agree. how bad at magic Harry Potter is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, so this that, is a Gator wanna... podcast and a and a backdoor Mary Johnson hates on Harry Potter podcast. Not 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 the series, the character, the, the man himself, <laughs> the fictional man. Uh, <clears throat> sorry to Mary, this man. We... Not sorry to this man. <laughs> Mary, we have a a brief but important mentor oh. to our force adept being killed. Oh, R.I.P. I know. I know. Except this time he is not Alec Guinness. He is Harrison Ford. And uh, it broke my heart into a million, a billion pieces. And I will talk at length about that later. Yeah. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. I, yeah. Yep. We have uh, a villain who sports a black mask and uh, uses a red lightsaber. Ooh, but this time, don't worry. It's related to our OG Darth Vader. It's his grandson. Twist. Also, I realized watching this again, it was like, we're not going to make Darth Vader his father. We're going to make him his son. Wah, wah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Um, I do. OK, so this is this is totally me being a crab in general. And I have felt this way ever since I was like a little girl who and watching Star Wars and loving it. But I'm like, you know what? What if your favorite color is red? Are you telling me? <laughs> like, I think it's funny that they have like colors as if they are like in cheer squads. Okay, they're like, but do you want to know why the lightsabers are red? Tell me why the white lightsaber is red. Okay, so the lightsaber is powered by a kyber crystal, right? Oh, God. <laughs> and I don't care. This is just how it goes. He's uh, like, this is canon! <laughs> this is... No, it, it really is. It is um, canon! No, I know. I'm so, just like, anytime so it's the like, Sith, mitochlorians! I'm like, oh, yay, yay. No, 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 no. Kyber crystals. This is fine and normal. Anyway, part <laughs> of your Jedi training is making a lightsaber, right? Uh-huh. And the Sith, because they believe in the dark side of the Force, they mm-hmm. they believe in channeling anger and hate for power. Passion is really what I would call it, because it's not all necessarily negative. But in order to complete their training, they have to do a process called bleeding their kyber crystals by channeling their anger and hate into this crystal, and it transforms it to red. Now, if a red lightsaber is taken... It can be uh, cleansed. You can, uh, you can then, give it a transfusion. And then it becomes white. And those are very rare, white lightsabers, uh, because they have been lightsabers that the crystal was bled and then um, healed. So here's what I know. That's why. When I was a child. <laughs> Come on, that's interesting. You got to appreciate my depth of knowledge. Right? I, I am very impressed with your depth of knowledge, but I'm also like, how is that different from being like, we wear green because we are the fighting Irish. <laughs> and it's not that different. And I just think it's I just think it's funny that it's like that we demand to be taken seriously. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. the teams have colors. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Fine, fine, fine. Hey Mary, that's no moon. That's not even a space station. It's a Death Star planet. Oh, I just spoiled that. I'm sorry. I you know, I've ruined it. <laughs> it's okay. Technically, they ruined it. 
like, we can't think of anything better than a whole planet which is made for death. What's the last similarity we've uh, we've pulled out for for the viewing pleasure? Planets, planets go boom. <laughs> and not just one planet this time. No, no, no. It was bad enough that Alderaan exploded. Now it was fucking three planets. They Whoa. just like, destroyed the Republic. Like in one... um, Wild. Because yeah. you know what's better than a Death Star? A bigger Death Star. A bigger Death Star. And you powerful. know what's better than one planet that you have emotional attachment to because one of your favorite characters is crying about it? Three planets which you don't necessarily have an emotional attachment to, <laughs> but there's three of them. But they exist. There's three. Yeah. Three's yeah. better than one. Yeah. And uh, what's the home of the Republican? Did everyone you care about who's in the Republic get away? Oh, yes, absolutely. Don't worry about that. It's fine. It's totally fine. But it's three. It's yeah. two more than one. Trace. <laughs> awesome. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, this movie is totally original and unique in every single way. Yes, uh, it is not almost a shot-for-shot shot remake of... Uh, nope. nope. But it is also a beautiful shot for shot remake. So, you know, whatever. lovingly, lovingly, rendered. lovingly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mary, what are your what were your first impressions oh, on The Force oh, of Weekends? Oh, oh, oh. Um, I was like <laughs> I you. I, laugh. <laughs> I was tentatively excited about this movie when I first came out. I thought it was I was like, maybe it'll be great. And I, I had already decided that if it wasn't great, that was going to be fine. I was going to be able to move on with my life because, you know, like the prequels weren't that great and I it didn't ruin anything for me. And I'm, I'm pleased to admit that that is that maintains. Um, but when I first saw it, I was basically blown away by the nostalgic visuals, the fact that it, it looked and felt like a Star Wars story. Yeah, right. But then was immediately thrown <laughs> into shock <laughs> Quite literally from the loss of Hansel. I like did not recover from that. And it yeah. t- or it took me a long time to recover from that. And in the time It's okay um, that you haven't recovered yet, Mary. My, I, you know, I think that there are support groups out there. For, well, for I basically I've like, basically yeah. just decided that it's, since it's fictional, I can decide that this is not canon and just move on with my life. Um but I have <laughs> It's true. Cool. Uh, but cool, 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 in cool, cool. my recovery process, I have become very bitter. I resent J.J. Abrams for um, picking the bones of New Hope clean, um, killing one of my favorite characters for what I mostly think is shock value, and then repackaging those those little pieces of, of viscera still stuck to the bones to deliver a story which, while it looks and feels like a Star Wars movie, basically hits a hard reset button on all of the things that were accomplished in the previous movies, mostly around the concept of family and community. Like, it depresses me to know that in 30 years, all my favorite faves are scattered to the winds. The political strife has not... Um, and so, like, so it feels like claustrophobically scoped to just the new hope so that, like, I'm like, so you're not actually going to, like, break free of the storytelling conventions. I don't know. It it, it, it disappoints me on a lot of levels. Um, you're not the only person who was disappointed. I, I personally yeah. wasn't. I'm here to represent people who uh, were pleased, like, pleased. Yeah. Delighted. Okay. But... Well, that's good. It's good for us to not always, you know. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, cool. 
do you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 that's fine. I, I had like another, but it's, no, it's say all it, good. Say, yeah. it, say it, say it, say it, say it. Oh, um, rewatching it now for this podcast, which is the, I mean, now I've watched it more than once for this pod, but was, I, th- I think I had watched it one time in theaters and one time post theaters. So this would be like my third time around with it. Um, I still feel that bitterness that has not gone away, um, but it did force me to focus more on the new characters, um, more than the plot, which I don't think there's actually a ton of it here. Um, and that did help me feel better about it because I, I was sort of forced to change my focus, but it doesn't change my mind overall about the course of the movie. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. But I, I too do like the new characters. In fact, I think that... I do, too. In fact, I wish that they would be more focused on the new characters. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that they're the most compelling part. And the thing I am... I'm such a fucking nerd. The thing I'm the saddest about, about uh, The Rise of Skywalker is not getting to spend more time with uh, these characters anymore. Because I like them. I think that they did a good job with these new characters. Would you like to send us through a little plot recap? Yeah! It's a New Hope Redux. They're droids. An orphan with a great destiny. A flyboy that's hot. An evil dude in a mask. A Death Star, but bigger. The Resistance is seeking Luke, who went into self-exile after his Padawan, Ben Kenobi, was seduced by the dark side and became Kylo Ren. They hope that by him returning, it'll relight the spark of hope in the Resistance. While trying to recover the map that shows where he is, Resistance fighter pilot Poe Dameron stashes the map in his droid, a BB unit, which is captured by the Empire. I mean, the First (laughs) Order. The droid comes across Luke in the deserts of Tatooine, I mean Rey, in the junkyards of Jakku. Fleeing the First Order ships, Rey teams up with Finn, a stormtrooper has decided to abandon his post with the First Order to steal the Millennium Falcon and take BB-8 back to the Resistance. Han and Chewie retake the Falcon, go to Mos Eisley, and our adventure kicks into high gear in the second or third (laughs) act. Anyway. It's a lot leading up to it. But actually, you know what? I kind of like the lead up more than I like anything else. Like my favorite parts, my favorite parts of this movie are when Rey is by herself in the desert and like Rey alone in the desert is beautiful and and so it feels it feels like i mean like there are a lot of uh allusions to new hope but they're like more homage so i don't mind them and yeah it's it's much less literal because she she is a different character and she's living a different life and they build you have new creatures but they feel they feel about right a lot of them are done with practical effects which i think is super important in the in the star wars universe for like the look and feel um And you, you can kind of see how she has, like, the pattern. I mean, like, I was never a Luke person. The first thing that we're kind of talking about is what does it mean for uh, for Ray to be inheriting yeah. this male legacy? But, I like, I mean, like, I like him, obviously. Like, I'm not against Luke. But, like, he's not, he's not. Sure, but first, first movie, Luke is kind of a whiny baby. Well, bitch. and his story just is not, like, I don't care about the Blue Bloods so much. Which is funny because I like Princess Leia, but she's a general. <laughs> Like, you know, so I mean, yeah. like, like this whole like you're well, she's yeah, she's a resistance fighter and a spy. Yeah. Like, I mean, she literally is a princess. She, so it feels funny to say that. But like, yeah. it's not like a this is your destiny. No one tells Luke Leia it's her destiny. She just does it because she has to. Um, yeah. So I was a little disappointed when I realized that uh, Ray was going to be a Luke character. because I was like, oh, I really <laughs> but I really like her. And she's far more compelling. Um, she's yeah. a far more competing uh, Jedi Jesus than Luke is, at least in the first movie, for sure. Um, yeah. No, I, I agree. There's there's 
there's something powerful about the fact that she's not uh, like Luke is kind of a privileged whiny kid who wishes he wasn't working on his moisture farm. Like, I'm not saying that he's like upper class in the beginning of this. I'm saying he's got a good home and people who take care of him and love him and stuff. In you know, f- Ray is on her yeah. own living alone, a scavenger going around parts, trying to scrape by a living and having to like, fight for what's hers with her bow staff on a regular basis. Like, she's already just incredibly compelling, and she has a big enough heart that even though she she saves a droid she doesn't know, and when she tells the droid to go away, and it's like, but I don't have anywhere to go. Aww. She's like, fine, come with me. Yeah. Like, like, she's instantly already engaging. Yeah, you know? she's great. I mean, I think, really, and I think it's a product of her gender more than, like, more than anything else, I feel like this movie really tries to be just like um, almost gender blind in it. Like you could replace you could replace her with a man pretty easily, I think, in most of it. But I yeah. don't think if she was a man, they would have written her this way. And I think it's stronger because she was a woman. Like, I don't think movies can tolerate action films with women leads cannot tolerate those women having a lot of weaknesses, which is a shame, truly. But it is just what it is. This is where we are politically and storytelling wise. It's sort of like if you have a female lead, that woman has to be taken very seriously. And the way you do that is you make her hyper competent in a way that Luke is a la- has the uh, the luxury of his gender to yeah. not be hyper competent. So it's sort of funny. But I, I do think that plot-wise, it's justified. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Like, like, I, I think it makes sense. Like, she's yeah. a scavenger. She's a survivor. The funny thing the yeah. funny thing about this is I do think that J.J. Abrams does kind of, like, tap into something that I believe about the Star Wars universe. And I feel like it... I feel like when I watched it, I was, like... I, I was, like, getting, like, parented the way it was, like, oh, you want to smoke? Well, you're going to smoke this whole pack of cigarettes so you get real, real sick. Which is... <laughs> which is... I was, like, why isn't everyone just more like Han? Han's the best character. Everyone should be like Han. And they... And he kind of did that. Like, kind of everyone is like Han in this. Yeah. Finn is kind of like Han. Uh, Poe is kind yes. of like Han. Like, I, Kylo I Ren is literally time, like, his offspring. Ray is definitely yeah. kind of like Han. Like, like... Yeah, no, he he's her first in this movie. He serves as like her first mentor, right? And he and she kind of inherits some of his um, more endearing traits, which are sort of like a lone wolf but with a heart of gold kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. it's sort of funny. I I feel like I was given I I was cursed with getting given everything I've ever wanted, and I was like, oh, I I don't know about that. Um, but I do like how she wears Han's traits in this, just as I like yeah. how she basically isn't like Luke, except she's inherited his buildings remand like Chira's journey story yeah and I yeah. like that she like Leia who actually kind of shocking I think that we still have not progressed past that why is Leia so kick butt we talked about this in our very first episode because yeah. it is part of her character but I also think it was sort of like a, we demand to be taken seriously like if you have a woman and she's a general she has to be like more competent than the competence um yeah s- but I think that's also true in real life. Yeah, like, no, I think it, it, abs- it absolutely is. In order to be taken is. seriously, I'm just yeah, we have to like we have to rise five levels above to be taken yeah. seriously at level. It one. It just is a weird and, like perspective thing because I'm like, oh, maybe we haven't like at least in our depictions of women in the workplace. I'm like, maybe we haven't like progressed that much past the 70s. That's awful news, guys. Like, whoa. Well, what's what's actually I feel like really funny is that um, after this came out. There were all these articles about these younger women who were like, Leia's pretty, like, having seen the original trilogy, were like, 
Leia's really weak and boring. Like, Ray's the best. And it was like, how not weak and boring. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I read one of those articles. I think it was like in like Slate or something where it was like, Ray is the first feminist Star Wars character. And I was like, um, no, no. Yeah, there there have to be able to be different kinds of women. Well, and it's, yeah, it, it's annoying to underwrite someone's accomplishments because she wasn't a scavenger martial badass. Yeah, instead she was like, running an entire military force. Yeah, okay, no. The resistance. Yeah. The rebellion. <laughs> like, it was the rebellion, then it's the resistance now. They but, also yeah. let off that article by immediately uh, checking her the gold bikini, and I was like, I instantly don't respect you anymore. Um... But yeah, right. Oh my god, my favorite thing that Leia ever—sorry, Carrie Fisher. Did we already talk about this? What Carrie Fisher would say about the gold bikini? Oh yes, we talked about it in our first episode where she was like, "Say I had to wear it. Say I hated him and I strangled him because he made me wear it." Um, <laughs> yeah. And I stand by what I said on that, which is like, it's one thing that it, it's one thing that she wears. She's an incredibly, incredibly attractive-looking person. It was directed by a bunch of like '70s dudes. Yeah, they put her in a gold bikini, and also, but also, thank God they let her be cool. <laughs> like, I yeah. like it's yeah. one scene. Who gives? Who cares? We talk. It's it's who talked cares? about way too much, and it's not a big deal. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, but I I'm. Ex- I just wanted to revisit what she said about because yeah. I love yeah, her. she's I love I love her. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Rest in power for like real. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I like. I mean, I'm ecstatic that they decided to to hand the 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 main character role over to Ray, uh, and to give it to a, yeah, and to give it to a woman. I'm not. I'm sure that Disney wants me to like rise to my feet and do like a big slow clap and be like, "How wonderful your performative wokeness!" And I don't feel that way. Yeah. But I no. am happy. No, I remember no. how important it was for me to have Leia as a child, and it makes me happy to know that little girls will watch this movie and they will have Ray as children as well, as well as Leia. But like the more more is more is more. More is good. More is more. And well, and 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 even at thirty, it means a lot to me. I do think that. Uh, I think part of the negotiation that J.J. Abrams did by making her a powerful badass is by like almost making her the only woman in this movie. Uh, we get a little bit of Leia. We get like a bleep of uh, Phasma. Oh man, like, Phasma's the most wasted character in this whole movie. Yes. Yes, that actress is incredible. Well, and also and... like she I remember like people being like and there's going to be this stormtrooper and she's a lady and she's super cool and I was like super excited. It it kind of it must be like what um seeing a Boba Fett was like where you're just like well I mean but he gets to do stuff in Empire I don't know no yeah. it's it's just yeah. to me it was like totally a way of selling toys <laughs> and it made me mad um, what about uh, Lapita Nyong'o's character oh, well you I don't know if you've heard the the backstory on that well, J- but uh, Maz yeah go ahead was supposed to be in a lot more yep. and J.J. Abrams basically said he didn't like her acting yes he didn't and if anyone has seen us. Which Mary and I have. I hope he eats his fucking words for the rest well, of the time. I hope he shoves them down his goddamn so he throat. He says and chokes he didn't say him. that, but I do think it is very suspect. And he, he specifically, it's not even like he didn't like her acting. So she is. She's one of the few non. So she's like a creature, right? She's an alien of some sort. Um, I don't know what race uh, she is. No, we, we I don't, don't know. know. Someone knows. It is not me. Um, <laughs> but. Um, 
But they chose to make her uh, CGI so that they could do the thing where they like stick all the sensors on your face and then like. Yeah, motion capture. Yes, acting. but they they made her creature design such that it kind of like obliterates, I think, the things that you can do that are expressive. Like she kind of is yeah. like a ball with eyes. Like she's not, she doesn't have cheekbones. Her mouth is like a little, like a little Muppet mouth at the bottom. It looks like, it looks yep. bad because she's like set in like a set piece that has a bunch of gorgeous practical effects. So you can tell that she doesn't have like weight to her. It, just right. like so many bad choices. And he says that he thought she did a spectacular job. It just like had to get cut because the movie was long. Blah, 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 blah. But where there's smoke, there's fire is what I say. <laughs> and yeah, I agree with that. 100%. And if you think if you've we'll, seen. We'll, we'll see how much he does with her this next uh, movie. We'll see. I mean, who knows? But and if you've seen us, you know that that woman can move her face around. She she played oh she God. played two people. So identical. But made them so different that you would never with just like just with how she held her never. face and acted yeah. such that you would never mistake the two. Mistake them. No way, dude. Yeah. No way. I hope that. Yeah. Yeah. J.J. Abrams, you basic. Anyway. Chokes yeah. on it. That's my official take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she's so yeah. starkly uh, alone in this movie. Ray is as the only woman. Um, yeah. Yeah. I do like that you get that hug with her and Leia just because, like, it is, like, nice to have a moment of, like, two women, like, actually coming together in this sea of not that at all. Especially because, like, uh, A New Hope, Leia's pretty much the only woman in that movie, period. I mean, Leia, you know? Leia so. throughout the entire first, like, uh, three movies is the only woman, right. pretty much. Um, yeah. They do have another yeah. lady general, which is amazing, but... Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I and I kind of had forgotten. I'll be honest, I kind of had forgotten that how she how stark it is because I feel like uh, Last Jedi does such a good job of peopling the movie with women that when I saw yeah. this in such a way that feels organic, and yeah, good, well, and just know? natural, which is what it should feel like. Um, and even you know, and maybe even still, I'm realizing I was like, it's kind of weird that I just got it from one movie. But you know what really set it up for that is Rogue One. When I saw Rogue One, yeah. like starts that ball rolling, and it's good. Like really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So I don't. I, I'm not. I, I mean, I can only assume that it's done to be to like. If you, I think, if you were to ask them, this is pure speculation. But I think if you were to call, take him to task about this, he'd be like, "Well, it's to make her seem even more special and like make her stand out even more." But then nobody in the movie ever really mentions her gender, except for potentially Kylo Ren in sort of like a creepy way. And and he's a bad guy. So, OK, but yeah. like nobody there, there's yeah. we are living we are living, I think, in a there is no like, wait, girls can't play football moment in this movie. No one's like girls can't do the force yeah. like that's not the world of Star Wars. And I think that that is appropriate. Yeah, because totally. that's not. But but it's weird to pretend like, you know. Like we're in space and there's only like one black man yeah. alive and there's only like one woman. Yeah, and, totally. You know, whatever. Well, it's silly. It's and silly. it also unfortunately renders this movie to be fairly like passive feminism, which I'm sort of 50-50 on. Because on the one hand, it is super good and healthy and right and shows that we're moving in the right direction to just have movies that have women organically being great and are not there to deg- d- uh, address discrimination. Yeah, but similarly, and you know, like Star, it's it, it is we 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 have also lauded movies that acknowledge that sexism is real and then get to take it off, right? So like because it's, that's awesome. This powerful. is more of the Wonder Woman feel 
than it yeah. is the Captain Marvel feel. Although it does kind of make sense. Love that comparison. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, it's more passive. Um, I do think it's more, like, the one, the fact that it was never addressed in Wonder Woman is patently absurd because it's, like, World War One, But, and in Star Wars... <laughs> and this is, this is a galaxy far, right? far away. Right, and, and like, like, it wasn't, know, like, like, no one was ever, I mean, people only ever called out Leia for being... A woman, a princess, because she was to tell her she was beautiful. Basically, everyone tell every man tells Leia in those movies that she is beautiful all the time. It's like, ooh, Princess Leia, what a babe! Woo! And I'm glad they did not do that with Ray. Although it still yeah, doesn't too. bother me in the original tr- trilogy because I'm like, well, Leia is a super babe. Um, yeah, no, I also totally. would like to say, and, for what it's worth, uh, I think that Carrie Fisher and Daisy Ridley are both mega babes and wildly capable, and I like it a lot. One thousand percent. But like, so yeah. Star Wars is not it's not Star Trek. Like Star Trek is like all about pointed political and social commentary that like relates to what you're doing. Star Wars is not that Star Wars typically deals with like broad mythologies and epic storytelling tropes. So I think it yeah. would feel weird if it was like girls can't, pay, can't do the force like that would be feel very bad in this movie. It would have felt like pandering. Yes. Yes. So I'm kind of glad they didn't and do it. I don't want pandering in this movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. I there's agree. enough fan service in this movie to. <laughs> yeah. We don't need <laughs> to fill up an entire movie. But unfortunately, <laughs> would you agree for you for you and me doing a feminist sci fi podcast? It's it's a bone. This particular movie is a bone with very little meat to chew on. Yeah. One hundred percent. The last thing I wanted to talk about, and we've kind of touched on this when it comes to Rain inheriting the male legacy. Do you think that there's anything about her identity as a female that's meaningful to her role as the archetype in this film, or would it translate just as easily if she were a dude? I think it would basically translate the same if she was a dude. I think it would be written differently. Um, I think that probably we would have more, we would have more sensitivity. I, I put this forth because actually, we we kind of do see that with Kylo Ren, right? Like he yeah. is the man who has the emotional problems. He, he is, yeah. He is the yin to her. Yeah, well, and also, like, also he has, like, like the moments where Luke in the first movie kind of throws, like, temper tantrums. Like, I mean, Kylo Ren's temper tantrums are really, really big and, like, nasty, comparatively speaking. But he is given that yeah. luxury, whereas Rey is not given that luxury. And I'm glad, because I, I want Rey to be, like, a mature and capable... Yeah, I, I like Rey being mature, capable, and also seeing the big picture. Yes. Like, but I also like understanding what needs to. Yeah, but happen. I also acknowledge that double standard there. Like, there's no reason. Totally. There's no reason that she should be this emotionally um, pulled together, except she kind of has to be. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't have minded. I, I think that she's lived through a lot of trauma. Yeah. Is is really why I think she was abandoned and has been on her own for yeah. so long that she has probably gotten great at compartmentalizing. Yeah. I, I guess when I, I'm coming at it from the standpoint of, uh, you know, I, I would be. Your your wish list of ideal female well, characters. Just like, I'm a, it's, yeah. it's not even for her necessarily, but I'm just I see her yet again as another um, like an iteration. We talked about this in um, with uh, uh, Kong Skong Island, where we have this idea that you know we're going to remake movies and we're going to put women in the roles, but those women's women are not really allowed to have flaws so much. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like this is more prevalent here than in Kong Skong Island because I think she has less flaws than um, than uh, 
Well, and a lot more and to more do. to do. And like she's just it's she's the main character, so it's sort of different. But uh, it, it's just something I, I kind of want to put out there, where I'm just like sometimes it. It, it's it's nuanced and different from people just being like, why is she so good at everything? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, she should be allowed to have, like, childish moments if she wants to. I wish that we were at a place politically where she could have a childish moment and it wouldn't make people be like, well, she's not very good. But I think it would. Yeah, where she could make mistakes and not, like, she has to be the strong one over and over yes. again. Like, uh, well, we're about to get to the men, but, like, Finn wants to run away because... He's seen what the First Order can do, and he thinks that everyone's going to get killed. And she has to be the one who's like, no, but that's not the right thing to yeah. do. You know, like, she she ends up being the person who's carrying a mantle uh, from the very beginning, which I think you're right. I think that if she were a male character, because like we saw with Luke, she would be allowed to feel hopeless, dejected, want to quit, etc. And Ray never does. But I also I think that might be something it's like a it's like a which came first, you know, the chicken or the egg. Like I think also though, like by because she's a woman, I think this is a broad brush. I think a lot of times women know that you just have to fucking suck yeah. it up. I think that's just like a life we live. Well, and it also mirrors it also mirrors the the like um the the generation before this, right? So like yeah. Han is smuggling again, Luke is hiding, is crouching on an island as we find out at the very very end. And Leia is still doing her still job. Leading. Still leading. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Exactly. Exactly. Right? That's that's so... my point. Like so I, you know, I yeah. I can't I don't know. I'm not sure that that isn't the thing that would be different because she's a woman. Like she ends up doing her fucking job and being strong. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. And I think the reason that it it's not a it's not a knock on her as a character because no, I no, like no. her as a character. But yeah. I I think it's a knock on how I feel like these characters are treated. Is that I feel like J.J. Abrams can't think of a way for these characters to grow up. So they're kind of crystallized wherever they stand. That's what I mean where they like hit the hard reset button. So at the end of Return, right, and this is 30 years past it, like you get the sense that things are going to be better, right? It's happy ending. You get the sense that things are going to be better and you get the sense that like Luke, Leia, and Han have been through something that has forever changed them as people and is going to have lasting impacts and that they are going to be the leaders of tomorrow, right? So then to find out that they actually- didn't yeah. change at all is yeah. really a bummer and I it makes agree. me and it makes me question with these new characters because now you've just decided okay the old characters are doing the same thing that they did at the beginning of new hope and now we have this new group of characters and are i'm they like capable of lasting change yeah or like are you gonna allow them to be grown-ups because yeah if if you just if you let if you let the old people be grown ups and maybe and take even further a step back, which I would have also appreciated and think would have been like, like a, a fine thing to do, um, then that makes me feel like the universe is bigger in some way. Like yeah. that, and instead it's so claustrophobic because it feels so. You're like I've already been here before and everyone's the same, and it's been thirty years. This would be like if this would be like if I hadn't changed basically in the course of my lifetime. That's yeah, nuts. Totally. Totally. That's nuts. So that's like so it's I think it's a larger knock on this where I, I don't know if he knows how to write people that like are going to be adults 
or are going to be children. I think he like picks it and he's like, Ray, I would suspect is not going to change that much by the end of the film. I think that by the end of this trilogy, I think that she's still going to be strong. She's still going to be awesome. She's still going to be upholding the light side. And but honestly, from day one, she could kind of do all those things. And that's kind of a bummer to me. Yeah, because she's not afforded the same like emotional arc that is afforded a male in her same position. Which I think without, you know, getting into it, Kylo is being given. Let's talk about the fans. My first exposure to the term Mary Sue came right after seeing this movie. I didn't even know that it didn't Wherein I didn't even I know was... it had progressed beyond what I understood it to be in the early two thousands via fan fiction. Yeah. So we talked about this before, but a Mary Sue started off as a fanfic term for someone who inserted themselves in their story and gave themselves all sorts of powers. It was used by toxic fan bros to discount Ray and say that she's too capable and too powerful and shouldn't, you know, have been that powerful. And she's not even a real character. She's Mary Sue. That's that's my initial reaction to that. Just that noise. I'm Uh, I'm I'm I am going to I'm going to speak in a way that I think these fanboys can understand. Now, I understand that what you think is an emotional reaction to something. But when you think Mm -hmm. about it logically, Ray is on (laughs) par with Luke or Han or Leia in terms of her her capabilities. Luke went from nothing, went from a farmer to shooting, uh, to having advanced force cannon shooting abilities over the course of the first movie. Right? Um, He's the one who took out the fucking death star are you kidding me yeah and so and then I, I guess you could make i guess i can understand potentially why someone would be like wait a minute but she's luke and han that's not fair we has to be just one of them but luke also and and so okay so if you don't like the fact that she is strong with the force and like can fly planes spaceships um luke may i remind you at the end of new hope also is pretty good at flying spaceships uh shooting womp rats and had no reason to be good at that necessarily either except that he wanted to be an air force pilot right pretty much so but like we don't know why we don't know what his experience is with that there's never a scene we see him flying a speeder and if and so then if you want to extend that further in the star wars universe it seems like flying a spaceship is more like driving a car than it isn't and i'm pretty sure that she has like a loose idea of how to drive a star wars car you know what i mean we see her do it. It's why she says she can be a pilot. She's like, yeah, I fly yeah. things. Yeah. It's fine. I, I know how to do yeah. this. Yeah. So it like, just it just makes sense. So I feel like this is, I mean, I was totally kidding. I don't really believe in like the emotional or uh, or logical. I think that that's, I was, I was, I was, try, I was having a bit of a laugh at their expense. I, I, but, I enjoyed it. it was, but it was I feel like, I feel like what this is, is that people are mad that there's a lady and they're trying to justify their misogyny by saying, oh, she's too good. Yeah, she's too good. But she's just as good as yes. anybody else in these movies. So everyone can calm down. In fact, she's she's basically kept from having stronger emotional arcs because of this same sort of toxic behavior. So congratulations, toxic people. You got what you wanted. You get what you wanted yeah, all you the won. time. So get over it. You always get what you want. Like I'm like th- like you are the default. You get what you want more often then we even get to have a fucking conversation right. about it. You I mean, know? We, we get they get what they want so much that we don't even see Ray cry in this movie, which there's lots to cry about in this movie. 
I cried in this movie. I think, I think we see a couple Yeah, tears. but like not more um, any more so than anybody else. But not like not like a full emotional. Yeah. She does cry. not cry not, when she hugs Leia, and I would have and I was crying to watch her hug Leia. <laughs> like I would have like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no way. No way. Um also furthermore. She does kind of have to do the most work in this movie because above everyone else in this film, her motivations make the most sense. Like, yeah, right? Totally. Like she has the scrap yeah. and, and and her like and her like mental abilities. Like her she has the scrap in the fight for surviving to like kick butt. But also she has, has those yeah. because she's been abandoned and emo- mental and emotional fortitude to still have hope, even though she was abandoned, which makes her very believable as a powerful space wizard. So I don't, I mean, like, eh? Yeah. Like, versus anyone else, versus someone like Finn, who is just like, I realized it was wrong. And I'm like, what? That's not nothing. That's like nothing. <laughs> so at least, at least. I really mean, like, want to kill yeah, people. dude. And I like Finn. Do-do-do-do-do-do. I like Finn a lot as a character. Well. I'm but like oh no what the hell was that about (laughs) like he should he deserves a backstory he deserves emotional rain he's he's getting one in the next movie and don't think for a second that it escapes me that he is the main character that is a person of color anyway so we're gonna talk about masculinity and it's toxic older brother toxic masculinity um which we which we're segueing from uh toxic fans to toxic masculinity fun times at the theaters guys Mm uh i i kind of want to start us on kylo ren because i would like to start with a theory that i have that i developed right after seeing the force Mm -hmm. awakens and i'd kind of like to toss it out there because I'm I'm a I'm about to throw some questions on the OG trilogy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all right. Mm-hmm. So just to rehash what happened in the original trilogy, there's this guy Luke. His dad is Darth Vader. And the second movie, this guy's like, "Hey, team up with me, Luke." I son. think you mean we can rule I together. I think you mean when our forces combined, we'll become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Yeah, <sighs> something, something like that. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> and he's like you know we don't even need this emperor guy we can run this shit and he's also like whoopsie i chopped off your arm oopsie yeah, it looks like no it's impossible no! and then like you know yeah and then like falls off of uh then into the bottom of the planet it doesn't matter whatever okay 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 so sorry so then, like, i don't mean to derail you to return of the jedi right mm-hmm. and 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 luke faces off with his dad again and the emperor's there and they're like hey join us he's like no never dad you're good be a good guy and his dad's like no i can't and then the emperor starts to kill luke and then like darth vader's like oh i don't really want the emperor to kill my son so he kills the emperor and then he ends up dying, right? And he's like, tell your sister you were right. He re- I was good. He repents. Yeah. You were right. Yes. Yeah, he repents. Whatever. All right, so here's my thing. We meet Kylo Ren, and it raises the question to me, which is, if Darth Vader had lived, who's to say he was actually good? Like, if his, if his big plan in Empire Strikes Back is we get rid of the Emperor and we rule together, and in Return of the Jedi, he gets rid of the Emperor... Who's to say he didn't want them to rule together? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not convinced. And I feel like the the appearance of Kylo Ren really makes you question, like, 
how far Anakin's redemption, like how lasting it would have been. Well, I mean, I think that that kind of gets at the crux of my main issue with Kylo Ren. I kind of figured that these two things would go in conjunction. You are thinking about this movie in a way that I don't think about the character of at least Darth Vader and actually probably all the characters in this movie. They are not so much like people as they are broad (laughs) concepts, right, that are brought to life. Yeah, no, this is modern mythology. Right, it's modern mythology. So, like, we don't have to worry about whether or not Vader had true change because Vader doesn't have the doesn't have like the capacity to like change his mind because he died right like he yeah. died yeah so yeah so it doesn't so matter it doesn't, what he would have yeah done. it doesn't matter and and were some of our actions not our well, reaction no all no no, right, no but like right. Jean Paul Sartre get off my podcast <laughs> I'm just kidding but like but like in the in the crux <laughs> of the story we have to believe that he meant it. Otherwise, his force ghost is going to get bounced out of that party with the Ewoks at the end. So, okay. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, like, right. no, yeah, the, that 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 particular manifestation of the force is supposed to require uh, an uh, an attunement. Well, to even in side, even so. in like even in like the the concept of like even if you just like extend beyond that and like think about it in terms of like how mythological stories are told, like he doesn't get to hang out with Yoda unless he's a good guy at the end because this movie has literally a side that's called the light side and there's a side that's called the dark side like like <laughs> the green sabers versus the red sabers stop or go <laughs> sorry my issue my issue with kylo ren is i understand the concept of saying like we're going to make a vader so this is what adam driver himself says about um about being kylo ren and like yeah. the way it was written um He says the team tries, quote unquote, not to think of him as being bad or evil or a villain, something that's more three dimensional. He's more dangerous and unpredictable and morally justified in what he thinks is he thinks is the right thing to do, quote unquote. And that's all well and good. I want to know what his moral justification is. But yeah, I know. I'm I'm like, like, whoa, okay, buddy. So to me, he's the ultimate like it's played in a way that I under I know who Kylo Ren is. Right. Like everyone who went to high school knows who Kylo Ren is. Um, (laughs) No, but like he's angry. He's angry. He feels he feels alone. He feels isolated. He went to therapy is on some. Yeah, totally. The right medication. Right. Like if if Kylo Ren. As when he goes to therapy and is on medication, like like, no shame. Yeah. Whatever. If Kylo, if if like if like sexual expression was allowed in the Star Wars universe, which is basically isn't, then like he would have incel rage. Right. Like that is the kind of guy he kind of is. And I understand that it's like he's sort of like this he's a younger version of the complicated man, which we were so treated to in the golden age of television, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. And I get that. But in this story, it feels really weird to place a person who's so grounded in that way in a battle, which is between like the cosmic idea of good versus the cosmic idea of evil. I'm like, I understand that then you think he can be like a swing and he can go back and forth and that's all fine, but you're going to make him do things that like no one should forgive him for like ever. Right. And so they've kind of put themselves in a position where, and I don't know that this is, I haven't read anything about this, but I'm like, it seems like he kind of has to do the exact same thing Darth Vader did, which feels dumb because he's not, He's not like the manifestation of evil, which is what Darth Vader was for so long. 
So I just I feel like they're in a real tight spot with him. And I kind of don't like it because I'm like, you're not going to I just don't believe that Kylo Ren is going to, like, teach people what to do with one's rage, because that's not the job of Star Wars. That's never been the job of Star Wars. And I don't think it's like in their storytelling ability. It's not their wheelhouse, you know. So I feel kind of weird about him as a character. So can I can I tell you an interesting theory I heard today? So Lindsay Romaine writes for The Nerdist. Uh, She also has a very active Twitter account. She wrote a lot about um, why we deserve Dark Grey and how, like, female rage uh, can be powerful and a more nuanced ray, like one that can balance the light and the dark would be really interesting and Mm -hmm. whatever. Anyway, um, she was saying that she hopes that Kylo doesn't die just because, like, again, that's boring. She wants him to go back to Tatooine to uh, live out his life as a moisture farmer and uh, an attempt to atone for his sins, which I think would be cool. I think it'd be you cool. Know? I do not I think it's going to happen, but I don't think. Yeah. That, no, I think I think I think they'll probably kill him. I, or there's going to be because or there's going to be this thing where Kylo Ren dies, but then Ben Solo gets to live, which is going to be like the ultimate like wah, wah, because, you know, what's kind of nice about Vader. Vader kind of always had to be Vader because Vader destroyed himself being Vader. When he takes off his mask, you're like, oh, that man can't just like walk about anymore. <laughs> like, no, can't happen. And, and that's that is the difference, though, is that Kylo, like, there was a lot more human to him. Like, yes, like Vader, uh, as as was said by Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's more machine than man, twisted and evil. Yes. Uh, Which actually then is, is like, like, uh, is kind it, of. Is, a little bit more than a kid, you know he's what I a, mean? Yeah, he's a boy. And, yeah, and also there's so so that so then coming back to this concept of motivation. So then I need I need motivation from him, yeah. and I can't really accept. And at this point, you have no idea. You just know no, that you he just was know dis- that he was seduced by the dark side, and he's disappointed in his parents. Yep. Right, and in which case, I'm just like, I'm sorry, dude. You you had Leia and Han as parents, and you were taught by Luke, like. If you right. if you don't have you the think chance, your parents were, yeah. <laughs> exactly who does like what are how does yeah. that help? You're a bad guy, like and 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 then so I, this I, is I like this is ahead. my concern. I feel very concerned seeing this that it's because he is allowed to have a more nuanced and complicated emotional arc that he is in fact going to basically be the main character of this movie and that unfortunately or the next movie and i'm kind of unf- I, i'm worried that this is entirely going to be that ray who has good motivation makes sense as a main character blah 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 basically her arc in this is going to be fixing kylo ren and that makes me feel ill <laughs> i don't like that yeah like i can yeah. already you can already see like you can already see it happening she, here i mean yeah well and 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 in the like she wants to have a conversation with him, even even in this movie where she calls him a monster. Like she wants him to tell her to tell her why he is the way that he is. Well, and that's why you call him. I love this expression, but the depressed demon nightmare boy. I mean, he is right. He's yeah. not the manic pixie dream girl. He's yeah. the man who needs to be fixed. And I don't want I don't want Luke's job. So Luke's Luke's job in his series, right? Was yes to like make t- amendments with his his father, but it was also to save the world. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, I I don't want it to be one of these things where 
She makes amends with him. They save the world together and shoulder that together. And then he dies in a tragic, like to give to like ultimately save the world. And then 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 she fixed the man. Right. I just I don't know. I don't care for it because you know what I want her to do? I want her to be like, no, I'm not going to fix you. Actually, you know what? I tried to talk to you twice. Three strikes, you're out, bro. And I want her to jab her lightsaber into his intestines and stir it around at this point. Yeah, I, I definitely want different things than you do. Uh, you <laughs> but you know, know what I mean? Uh, like, like, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not her job to well, fix when, him. When we get to The Last Jedi, I can talk about my complicated feelings about Kylo Ren because I like they are complicated. Yeah, Complicated feelings are complicated. I know that they shouldn't be hashtag bad feminist anyway well and so his i mean like i my my uh my closure towards him also has a lot to do with the fact that he killed han who is my fictional life partner the man i want to be with but also the man i want to be um <laughs> so i have emotional blocks to him for sure yeah, yeah. but like totally. but i feel like i feel like also i'm just i'm just annoyed and in any hint, and there is some in this as well, where he kind of like, when he talks to her, he kind of like, it's like a sexual overpowering thing. Like, let me control you. Let me get in there yeah. and control you. And I'm like, ew, bro. No. What? No. Yeah. I don't want this. This doesn't make you dangerous and unpredictable. This makes you big old creep creep. I don't like that. Get away. Yeah. Ew. Also in this movie, what does the First Order want? Um, uh, to become the Empire again? I, I don't, I don't, um... Like, I, don't, I know they're I bad because they're dressed up like Nazis. <laughs> they they want total control. Right, and, I guess, and I guess, I guess to be fair, the like, we don't really know much more about the Empire based on that. But I then think... They want total power. Palpatine wanted total right. power. That was, that was what was true about the Empire. But I think... Uh, the Supreme Leader wants total power. But I think because we had scenes like in New Hope where uh, Vader boards Leia's ship and things like that, you understand that basically this is like a situation where we're in right now where you had like political forces that have kind of gone off the rails and they're going for a power grab. We don't really have so much of that in this because everybody is Han Solo, so nobody's a diplomat. Um, <laughs> and I think it makes it a weaker movie for that because you don't you understand you're like oh they want to be in charge of everything but you're also like but it's been 30 years so who's been in charge thus far like have the rebels still been just like crouching in bunkers on green planets this whole time it's been 30 years can't be business as usual stuff had to happen yeah uh, there was a, <laughs> uh, there's a book called Bloodlines wherein uh, in the in the New Republic do you want to hear about this? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like I'm just. Uh, anyway, so uh, in the new in the new republic that is established after the end of the Last Jedi, there are still, as we are seeing in Mandalorian, um, contingents of the old power that would like to uh, regain their uh, their force, their 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 status. And as they begin to make moves on undermining the Republic, one of their campaigns is to uh, make make widely known that uh, General Leia's father was Darth Vader. Okay. And as a result, they get it pushed out of the Senate. And uh, and that's like the first step towards them, like getting their foothold in and really corrupting what was See? there. See, like, I mean, like, 
so so maybe that needed to be here for me. I don't know. Like I just when I watch it, yeah. Totally. When I watch it, it feels like I, I've already said like they're kind of general concepts, and I get that. But like there does have to be some sort but, of no, no. It would be grounding. Nice to know why? Well, and you would. Why did things go so poorly? It would also open up know? the space. That's why it also feels yeah. claustrophobic to me. I'm like, oh, we're doing the same thing again. It's the same. It's the same. You want me to take in infer from what you're showing me with these beautiful visuals that recall something else that I love that it's the same stuff again because that's not good that that makes me feel it makes me feel nostalgic but not satisfied I guess is what I'm saying um totally I can see that All right, so I think we can agree that uh, <clears throat> Keller N is toxic masculinity who, under the guise of I'm going to, I could train you, uh, wants to just control and dominate and doesn't know how to deal with his emotions and it's not healthy. Yep. Yeah, fair. I think, I think, we've, I think we've made that point. Yep. Let's talk about uh, our other two dudes. We got Poe Dameron and we got Finn. F-187, uh, renamed Finn by Poe, uh, which which I think is a plus in the Poe category. Oh, I love Poe. Because po. he refuses to, I l- you know, let this person be dehumanized. Yeah, Poe in this movie is great. is great. It's great. I wish there was uh, more of him. Um, yep. I feel like he's so underutilized in this. But on the other hand, I think one of the reasons I really like him is that I don't know what's going to happen with his character when I watch this movie, unlike how I feel about everybody else. Like... He has a absolutely. Arc. He's a real question mark yeah. on what his role will be moving. He forward. has an arc that is not set in stone. Um, he probably has the least Luke DNA in him, but he has a lot of Leia oh, DNA, yeah. and he has a fair amount of Han as well. So, like, yeah, he's like he's like a perfect blend of Han and Leia for me. Like, because he's like a more woke fly boy, you know, like mm-hmm. like a more woke Han Solo. He's already in the Resistance. Um, unlike you know, Han didn't really want to join up. And he has an emotional attachment to his droid that feels touching and sweet. And, like, he's able to form healthy attachments, you mm-hmm. know. He respects General Leia and her command, you know, which uh, a big pro in my category. <laughs> and uh, he wants to give people, like, real names, you know. Like, like what a fucking thought, yeah. you know. He comes off very well in this movie. He's not given a thing to do, but he comes off well. No. Um, yeah, every moment he's on screen, he's incredibly charming. Yes. And charismatic. Yes. Um, it's sort of weird. He has no backstory (laughs) at all. Not offered. But we we kind of you can make some inferences. He's part of the rebellion, so you like he's part. Yeah, like you can make some. You can make some. You don't need it as much. Um, his motivations are sort of like Leia's at the beginning of her story arc, where and therefore the most grounded, already established, yeah. already fighting. You almost yeah. don't even you don't even need as much exposition because you understand like why is he here? Oh, because he's he's fighting a war. Right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And and it's not like you need someone to explain, hey, fighting for the people who deserve to be fought for and not the people who are destroying planets is a good thing. Yeah. Well, like, that is like that doesn't that doesn't need to be. No. Set. And that's the pro. So you respect and support. And that is the pro already. of the Star Wars universe. There's literally a side that's called the light side and literally a side that's called the dark side. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, modern mythology. you know who the baddies yeah. are, which is why it's like 
going back. Why it's really weird for me that we have Kylo Ren as this morally ambiguous character. Yeah, no, I In a world where there is a light side and a dark side. Like, I'm like, no, there is no moral ambiguity in this world. There just isn't. And it's weird. It's a weird thing. If he's on the bad side. It is weird. Yeah. But we don't need. But so Poe is is good. I'm excited to see where Poe. At the end of this movie, I'm excited to see where Poe goes. I'm into him. Yeah. Yes. I'm on board. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Also, Oscar Isaacs. It, isn't hot. it crazy to think that Oscar hot, Isaacs hot, hot. did this a year after he did Ex Machina? Yeah, that is fucking wild. It's pretty shit crazy. Because not attractive at all uh, in that movie. Not attractive at all in that movie. And in this movie, I'm like, whoa. Is, would you say he's one of Kate's that boys? Guy. He's one of Kate's boys for sure. <laughs> You're like, oh, at least I mean, I won't throw him out of bed for eating crackers. Fictionally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think of Finn? Uh, okay, so <clears throat> I like Finn. Me too. I like that Finn is uh, attached to Ray. Uh, is part of what I like about him, and I love my girl Ray. Uh, I I think it is confusing uh, that I think his story is confusing. I do appreciate that we are for the first time getting to see someone from the other side. Yes, turn on their own. But enlisted unwillingly, like brought in as a yeah, child. A, chi- a child soldier, yes. A child soldier raised in this, and like his first time actually being sent into the field, he's like, ah, oh, fuck this shit. Uh, I'm out. Which is confusing, because I don't know why he wouldn't have wanted to be out, like, I don't know, like a million years ago, you know? Well, like, they kind of, I mean, so he... <sighs> He inherits the Luke trait of being like, what's a Star War? Like that aspect (laughs) where he's like the everyman whose eyes are going to be opened up to the adventures of Star Wars. What's a force? I don't know anything. But like, like functionally, he but, does but know. We're starting him already in the middle. I know. So his so it's, it's hard. His na- naivety it's, feels it's really wrong. He's so naive in this, but at the same time, you're like, there's no way you'd be, you wouldn't know this, bro, or like that you wouldn't. Yeah. Like, like. Also, like your boss has the force. Yeah. Like we see Kylo Ren use the force like all the time from the first moment when all he gets time. shot at and he freezes up like the fucking laser blast. Oh, it's a fucking cool shot. Yep. This movie is really pretty. All right. Like, you know, to, no no two ways about it. This movie's pretty. This movie is pretty. Anyway. So he kind of has the opposite problem that Poe has in yeah. this movie, where his motivations and his backstory are super, like, they're, they're built out, but they're doofy. And then <laughs> I feel like I know exactly what's going to happen to Finn. I don't think there's any going to be any surprises. Um, full, full disclosure, oh. I ship Finn for Ray, Hardcore. I ship them. I think that their romance would be great. I think it'd be super exciting to I have a... I ship them in this movie as well, Yes, is what I will say. We're talking about movie, just like, this yeah. movie. I know. Yeah, I, sh- I shipped it. I shipped it I as sh- well. I ship it. Like, I, I think that, like, having a romance that's built on a f- foundation of friendship is a nice build on the friendship, only... mutual respect. Yes, yeah. is on the only other romance we have in the Star Wars universe, which is Leia and Han, which we need to expand on and I think this is a good way to expand on so I totally ship them in this movie I think that that's great yeah. but I, I feel like we know exactly what's going to happen to him especially in this film like when you see it you're like oh yeah I know who that guy is alright yep I know what his arc's going to be like he's yeah, he's going to join up he's going to yep. like he's going to have like a moment of like I don't really know I'm not really sure 
Then he's going to like, when, when the count is down, he's going to pick up the lightsaber, you know, even though he doesn't have the force. He's going to be the one who's like, what's a kyber crystal? When they need to have some exposition. <laughs> um, the reason I think Finn is so good, actually, uh-huh. is because of uh, John uh, Boyega. I think that the actor who plays John Boyega is great. is great. And have you ever seen Attack the Block? We should do Attack the Block for this show. No. Attack the Block is the yeah. first time I ever saw him in anything, and he is great in it. And it's just such smart casting. I think that he carries this role. I think if it were other, any like under a less excellent actor, he would seem like total clown shoes in this movie. And he doesn't. He's charming and delightful. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I could see I could see this role really being flubbed. Yep. I think that I think that all of the new roles are good. I think Adam Driver gives an amazing. Everybody is doing. I think Oscar Isaacs is. Everyone's giving it a hundred a hundred percent. Yes, they really are. Yes, they they really are. Which is funny because I feel like they're doing that because they do understand the stakes and the cultural significance of this, and I don't yeah. feel like the people in power do. <laughs> and that's a weird thing to see. You mean like the filmmakers in yeah. power? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, and the and the Disney execs that are like, yes, this, no, that. Like, I, I don't. I feel like they have such like a a bad handle on it. And whereas the actors, yeah. I think, have a very good sense of it, and like basically yeah. like are spinning silk out of straw. And it's yeah. it's a strange thing to witness. I mean, yeah, I think that I think that they make what is not a very medium movie with not a ton going on so compelling. And beautiful and entertaining, you know, like this movie doesn't hold a candle to the one that comes after it, but it's a, it's it's a good fun fine time in the theaters. Yes, because these 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 actors are great. Yeah. I will agree; these actors are great. Or it's a it's a, a sham remake of a movie you've already seen with no understanding of the emotional <laughs> weight of it, and it'll leave you bitter and resentful. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's one of the two. Tomato, tomato. It's one of the what, two. What, one of those two. One of those two very reasonable options. <laughs> hey, Mary, do you think this movie is feminist? And is it important? And finally, would you recommend it? I think the character of Ray is feminist. I don't think that this movie commits any one way or the other to being, to having social commentary enough for me to feel like confident being like, feminist! But I do think that having these characters is very important to the social, uh, to, to our social landscape and our culture in general. So I give it props for that, 100%. Ray is feminist. I'm not sure if I think The Force Awakens is terribly feminist. And and also, like, the inclusion of characters like Finn. You know, like, actually, like, expanding the universe, showing different kinds of characters. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Ray is feminist. The movie might not be entirely feminist. Uh, it's not not feminist. It. it just doesn't really go there in any one. It, it feels it feels very Disney to me in the way that you have you have woke people and woke character types not saying anything terribly political. This particular movie, I don't think, says much of anything. It, it it's a long, beautiful homage that sets everything up. Right. Like it's like yep. this guy's this guy, this guy's that guy, that girl over there. She's cool. Da, 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 da. Like that's what it is. So the yep. ideology of this movie, I don't know where it's going to go from here after I see it. And I don't yep. know what the ideology is except for the baseline Star Wars bread and butter, which is the dark light side is good and the dark side is bad and they need to fight, 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 fight. To restore balance the force because there's been an awakening. Yes. Of the force. Uh, I would recommend this movie. That's 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 my final take. Just you know, 
in case I didn't make it clear. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a very... <laughs> um, I am way too lazy to do a fan cut of this movie. <laughs> so I recommend the Wikipedia page entry and then watching clips on YouTube. <laughs> Jesus. That is some real hate there, all right? Hate speech, I'm Mary. Just, That's hate I'm speech. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Um, it is, it's yeah. very pretty. I don't think there's much else going on with it at this point. The story. This it's point. so pretty. Anyway. <laughs> well, that was fun. Not not a ton of meat on the bone, but, you know, uh, still a fun, fine time at the movies. Uh, I enjoyed taking time. hot shots at J.J. Abrams. I always enjoy that. <laughs> Guys, my new hobby, taking pot shots of J.J. Abrams. It's like J.J. Abrams and Joss Whedon. And I'm just like, what, if I could just like, t- could I get paid to just take pot shots? <laughs> I would, my job satisfaction would be an all time high. Yeah, no, uh, seconded. Um, well, next time we're going to discuss the decidedly not J.J. Abrams installation, uh, The Last Jedi uh, by Ryan Johnson. Yep. Something that I, spoiler alert, very very much enjoy um so yeah i definitely enjoyed it more than this although i do have some things so we get to fight again (laughs) (laughs) my favorite fighting with mary (laughs) that's 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 the new name of our podcast no (laughs) it's also not true it's also not true everyone knows that if you're listening to this you know that's not what happens yeah everyone's like everyone's like oh yeah all those times that you're just politely disagreeing with each other lightly (laughs) about things that are like (laughs) about technicalities things that a normal person would call a technicality yeah exactly (laughs) anyway 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 but anyway thank you for listening to space bras uh, you can head over to anywhere that you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcast, whatever. We're on them all. <laughs> platform of choice. We, we're there for you. Um, and if that platform of choice allows you to do any of these three things, we'd love for you to do all of them or any of them, which are subscribe, rate, leave us a review. Very important. We would love you for it. Um, you can also find us on our website, outrageousmechanisms.com slash space dash bras, spelled as in the piece of underwear, um, to see our show notes <laughs> and find other excellent podcasts. We are also on the gram and uh, Twitter. You can check us out there as well. Excellent. Thank you, Mary. And now. <laughs> You're so welcome. Us. You're so welcome, Kate. <laughs> And now, join us as we raise our glasses and give the official toast of Space Bras. In these troubled times, we must remember that even though everyone might suck, we are awesome and the galaxy is ours. Cheers! Outrageous.